Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? To inspire and motivate you to keep going, and no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, for freebies and other learning opportunities. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 237. You're in for a real treat today, and we're diving in to help you stop consuming and start taking action. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Michael Marcial. Michael, welcome. What's up, Heather? We're here. We're doing it. I know. I'm stoked. And he's actually, we, we talked previously, but I'm, I'm in Denver, and he's like my next-door neighbor right in Salt Lake. But give the listeners a little background. Obviously, you're based in Utah, but what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of weird things, but most people want to know about like the professional stuff, um, hobbies, that kind of stuff. Um, so I run a company called the Five Figure Work Week. We specifically work with coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs to build their businesses, their brands online. Um, I've been doing that for myself for the last 16 years, and about six years ago, um, I just recognized that there was a, there were just a ton of people asking a ton of questions. How do you get on so many stages? Why do you have so many clients? Why is it working? And, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I saw the opportunity to help more people um, and make a decent income at the same time. So we, we did that. And so now I speak a lot. I do a lot of cool things that way. And I help as many humans on this earth as possible. That's awesome. And I think that's what happens with so many entrepreneurs. It's finding that that missing link or a need that people have. And so they just create it. Yeah, a million percent, a million percent. You know, and I think that's the essence of um, not just entrepreneurship, but like being a human on this planet. I mean, why else are we here? I think we're here to learn and maybe sometimes unlearn some stuff so that we can go and help more people through the experience, you know? Well, and what is your background or beliefs in personal development and mindset and skill set? Okay. I knew we were going here. I knew, and this is going to be fun. This is just everyone listening and watching just follow along. So I think everything happens in cycles and or waves. And so I think, you know, there's a time when somebody wakes up, okay. They see that like, they don't have to settle for whatever they've settled for. They don't have to live life the way that they've always done it or the way that they've seen it done or been taught to do, they wake up and they realize, oh my gosh, there could be something different here. And that wake up usually sparks the same cycle in, in all of us. We do the same things. All of a sudden we go on the kick of consuming a lot of content. And that is, I think, really appropriate um, to consume. So we go to all the seminars, we watch all the Tony Robbins stuff, the Joe Dispenza stuff, we read all the same books, we have the same ahas, and we feel like it's the first time anybody on this planet has ever learned any of this stuff. And so we go deep into it, and we say the same things, and then eventually we get brave. And we start posting inspirational and motivational memes on Instagram. 
and we're going to change the world and all these cool things. And I love that energy. But at some point we realize that that doesn't change anybody. That doesn't do anything. The only person that's changing is you, the person that's going through that thing. Now, I love this because, you know, you asked about personal development and things like that. It's super, super vital to me. But we also, at some point, we recognize that it's a cycle and it's a forever thing. Um, it's not a one and done thing. Um, it's a forever thing. And because of that, inherently, it doesn't ever lead to the success or the dreams that people really have. At least in my opinion, I've never seen it work that way. It has propelled us into a tipping point where we can't consume anymore. We have to get into creation. Does that make sense? We have to start creating. That's where the tipping point is like, oh, my gosh. What's the difference between me and Heather? I'm just nobody. Heather's killing it. But Heather tipped over. She's creating. She's doing some big things and therefore impacting more people. She's doing it. Well, I definitely want to hear your perspective. But mine is, and I used to believe in this, but the knowledge is power. And I think that's why so many people are consuming all the podcasts and the books and the seminars. They think if they hear it, or, or they get the seven steps of how to, then their life is going to change. But like, uh, I love Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks says, words don't teach. And so what I've come to realize, experience is power. Implementing is power. Putting what you learn into action, that's the power. I love this. Okay. I think we can just end. Can we just end it there? Because that is everything. That's oh. just it. Okay. Well, it's so great chatting. It was great connecting, Heather. It was really good to see you again and goodbye. No, you're a million percent correct. Um, you know, there's there's this really cool um, idea where, you know, because we want to change the world and personal development is huge for that. Like we have to start somewhere. We got to start with ourselves. And, you know, let's let's just assume that we haven't skipped over that step. You know, we, we didn't just jump into coaching or we didn't just jump into whatever it is that we're doing. Um without putting in some work. So we have some context or basis for what we're trying to teach or share. Let's assume that we've actually done some work. The neat part about that, the next phase is the action part. Um, and this, this part, I think a lot of people miss the boat on because in, and it was locked into what you just said. We think, Oh my gosh, well, so-and-so did a funnel. I, I, this is the first time I've ever heard of this. So if I have a funnel, I'm going to be a billionaire and I'm going to help a million people. And you know, or if I do email marketing, if I do my social media a certain way, if I do my brand uh, and my branding, if I have a logo, if I do all of these these things and all of those things, we eventually learn or we're one of the few that that hires or brings on people into their lives that that have been through this thousands of times that will tell them that all of those things are tactics and the tactics are useful, but not in in and of themselves. Those tactics actually belong not horizontal, a mile wide and an inch deep, but an inch wide and a mile deep on what we call strategy. When we have a real strategy, now your funnel makes sense. Now you know exactly what your brand should include. You know what the branding, the visual stuff should look like. You know what the name of your program should be. You know your quote unquote avatar. You know all these things and it's answered for you forever and until you, you feel like you know, you've know you upgraded and so is everything else. And so we, you know, a lot of people miss that boat and, and it's because we're so capable. It's because we're so creative. We have a billion ideas and we can feasibly take action on all of them. And 
it's not until we go through it, if we just do it on our own, without community, without mentorship, without our own coaches, without podcasts like this, resources that can tell us otherwise, from somebody that can give them context as to why the information or the content's relevant, they're just, people keep going through those same cycles. And I hear it every day. We, we bring on a lot of new clients for this week and all four of them, all of them, amazing individuals, all of them ready to do something big. All of them have a unique story. All of them have been through something nobody else on this planet could understand. All of them want to do the next thing. All of them want impact. Okay. All of them are the same. They look different and all of them without fail. Um, they've invested in coaches. They have their website. They have some sort of branding. They have a Facebook group. They have all the things. None of it's working in a business sense and therefore in a real impact sense. And we all go through these things, but we're throwing the dart at tactics instead of strategy. We're, we're going too thin and therefore there's no movement. If we split ourselves into 10 different directions, you know, on a good day, we're only 10% moving on any one of those things. And that's if we don't sleep, eat, or have a, a personal life, you know, a hundred percent of our attention only on business, you know, it just doesn't work that way. And so that's why I love hanging out with people like you. Cause you get it, you're doing it you see it and you're interviewing a ton of cool people and, and getting a real value into the world. So again, by the way, thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. So two things. Number one, while you were sharing all that, it made me think literally this visual came into my mind. It's, you know, because everybody's looking for the, the shortcut or the how to, and it's like standing at the gym, watching somebody do bicep curls. You think you're going to get strong biceps. No, that's actually not how it works. But what you shared and what I, I kind of want to dive more into is you, you talked a lot about the tactics and the skills. So whether we're talking about businesses and entrepreneurs and yes, having all the strategy in place, the, the click funnel, the marketing, the social media, whatever, or if you're looking to lose weight, nutrition, um, intake, output, whatever, or if you're talking money, how to get more... I think there's a common denominator, no matter what area of life that what we're really wanting to drill into, which is the psychology part of it, the mindset, because it's for me, I like thinking this as a metaphor of a house. If you don't have a strong foundation and you haven't done the base work, the framing, the blueprint, the decor and all that, none of that shit matters. One million percent. It's, it's never the how to, it's the why to, Right. If I go to the gym and I just, I know I, I, I watched so-and-so do bicep curls, I know how to do it. Um, but there's a lot of reasons why I will stop doing that. There's a lot of reasons why I could potentially pick up bad habits. Um, there's a lot of reasons why it just won't work for me. Um, but if I know, you know, and this is going more to that mindset piece, if we have, you know, and everybody talks about start with why, um, Simon Sinek, we, we talk about the word why. But I don't think really people understand the context of what that means. I don't actually I, I don't think most people know how to apply what that means. Um, so let's let's dive into that for a really brief second. Um, and I, the best way I can share this is my own personal story. So, um, like I said, I've been in the online space for 16 years now as this past January. It's a long time. Um, why? Why am I still here? Why does it continue to grow? Why does it continue to work? And it hasn't always grown. It hasn't always worked. And I think that's part of the problem or part of what I want to share here is that literally six years ago, six years ago, I went through a divorce. Um, unbeknownst to me at the time, I was starting into this thing called depression. I don't know if you've 
if anybody's ever heard of this, this work, it's bizarre. Like I think I've all, the only person ever to ever experience this thing, but I was going through down this, like this weird slippery slope. And over the next year of my life, I went financially broke, energetically depleted, mentally exhausted, relationally barren. Um, you know, every sphere of my life was depleted. It was bankrupt. And, um, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it at the time because I'm an optimistic person. Um, I'm a positive person. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to do me. I'm, I'm, I'm divorced. I'm figuring things out, all this stuff. But in reality, I was filling my time with external things. I was, I was filling my thoughts and my actions with stuff that, that looked good. But on the inside, there was no work being done. That foundation of the house was not, not there. I had the shingles on the roof. I had the siding up but no drywall, no foundation, no structure to this thing. I wasn't building anything. I was making it look good. Mm. And we know what happens after a while. And for me, it was a, a year long while that thing came crashing down. I was evicted from my apartment, um, completely financially broke, wasn't playing, paying rent for three months. And they politely, you know, told me not to come back. Um, that was fun. That was a good experience. So when you have no other external factor to now blame things on. It becomes really apparent what, what needed to happen in the first place. It was all me, right? I was the common denominator, right? Wow. What's Michael? Really you, but we all, I, and I know this, we all have experienced something like this in some, some form or fashion. Maybe you didn't sleep in your car for two months. Maybe you didn't go through a divorce. Maybe all of these other things didn't quite work, you know, the same way for you, but for me, I experienced that and I had that aha where, oh my gosh, something needs to change. That's where personal development became huge for me, you know, first really ever in my life. And, um, and, and here's the interesting thing. I, I share the story to kind of illustrate what we were talking about. You know, um, I, I could never have relied on a funnel to get me out of that. I could have never relied on going to the gym to get me out of that. I could have never relied on filling my time with dating. That was never going to change what I was, what I was feeling, what I was going through. It ha we had to put in that real work and, and coming back to the why I had this experience, you know, um, for all the parents out there that are divorced and you have shared custody. Well, what happens? And I'm going to go deep here. And I, and I, I promise it's only going to be another like 28 more minutes of me talking and, uh, just kidding. Um, growing up without a dad in my life, right? That had its own impacts. Um, you know, the one I want to highlight is just, I just, why, why, why wasn't he there? You know, I, I always had this question. Let's fast forward to, uh, to me being evicted. At that point, I have a year and a half year old daughter and it's my weekend coming up. Okay. My weekend's big. It's really important to me. We know why we can assume why, because I didn't have my dad in my life and I have the opportunity to be, there for my daughter. It's my weekend. It's big. It's important. And I don't have a place to take her. I don't have a safe place to take her, I should say. So I go and I pick her up for, uh, for our weekend. And I tell her, I'm like, Hey babe, I'm going to, we're going to hang out tonight. It's going to be fun. We're going to have some food. And then I'm going to take you back to your mom's for the weekend. And she's confused because it's our weekend, right? We're supposed to go hang out at my apartment. I had to tell her that I don't have my apartment anymore. And this is the why, not the how to, Right. I, I have some strategies that work. That's why the business works. That's why we, you know, all the stages, all the podcasts, all the virtual summits, all of the clients, all the stuff. There's a reason why it works. But here's why 
I can tell you how, but we all have to capture this why for real why. For me, the why came in the form of a question uh, and maybe even a statement. When my, my, my daughter asked why we can't hang out, who I can't blame it on anybody. It's me. Now I understand that there's a need to build this foundation. Then she says, after some careful consideration, she looks at me through the rear view mirror and she, she tells me like, daddy, just make more money. And it was so mind blowing because really what she was saying was go do something and provide for me, go produce enough value in the world so that you're compensated. So you can take care of me like your dad never did to you. Boom. That's why. So when I pick up my phone and I see my daughter Every, you know, 12 minutes of my day when I pick up my phone or, or more frequent, right, I'm reminded of why I'm doing this. And that will, that will never ending. It will always forever motivate me to understand and learn the how to. It will make all of those failures inconsequential to me. That means I could come on your show. I could completely fail and bomb and like trip over my words and not deliver any value. I'm going to beat myself up. And yet I'll keep going. I will stick with my gym routine or my morning ritual or my business side hustle that I wanted to start or tell that one person how I really feel or do the thing that was and, and used to be scary. But now our why the mission behind this thing is so much larger than that, that our problem, our, our failure and our issue is non-existent. It will never keep us from doing the thing that we've been meant to do. So that's, that's my little illustration of that, but it's not the how to, it's the why to. Well, and I think also for other people, the why is also, it's your driver. So it, it, what gets you out of bed in the morning, you know? And so you want to make more impact or create community or connection, whatever it is, but something that you shared, and I'd love for you to explain this mindset shapes heart set and propels skill set. Explain that. Ooh, ooh. So it all starts with the mindset. I think we, you know, conceptually, we all understand that like thoughts become reality. Um, it kind of starts here and it, and it kind of flows out. But here's the interesting thing, at least for me, and I see this as a common theme and it is different for everyone in, in various ways. But for me, the mindset, what I'm putting into this thing, what I'm feeding it, the consumption this is why I think it's really interesting. People always ask me what's on my bookshelf. What am I reading? Um, it will, I'm not going to say never because it is waves. There are times where I'm consuming a lot for the past several years. I've not been consuming on purpose. That was, that was driving me to zero. It was killing my business. It was killing my personal life. It was not the thing I needed to be doing. I needed to be producing. And so for me, if I have two or three books on my shelf, it's because I'm reading them nine or 10 times that year each I'm going deeper on content, specific content, impl implementing things like just-in-time learning where I need to accomplish something, I'll learn it and I apply it and I do it and it's done. It's a different, it's a different mindset, but everybody needs to understand first and foremost that what happens up here, and I mean for real, I don't mean we just read that one book and all of a sudden our mindset's different because it's not. I mean actually knowing what's happening up here being real about the self-talk, being real about that thing that you keep holding on to and being real about the things you actually want, you know, for real. Um, but getting clear on that stuff, it propels the emotion behind that. And this is the driver. This is like the engine that gets us up out of the, you know, out of bed, right. Versus sleeping in that this 
allows us to take that one action, to launch that new course, to do that new thing, uh, to start that Facebook group, to whatever it is that we're doing. It's the driver. It's the engine. It's propelled by that mindset, right? And this is the reality. If we don't have this piece and we just feel like taking a bunch of action, it's going to crumble, right? We, we briefly talked about this, but you could be tethered to all the things you don't want with a, with a bungee cord. And what happens when we're running away from that? We just get pulled back to it because that's our motivation anyway. But what happens when our mindset, right, is anchored to that thing that we have to, it's a must, we see it, we love it, we want it, and it's in front of us, it pulls us there. And the thing that will allow us to keep running that race, and for me, 16 years later, is the heart set. The mind now fuels this engine. It's the gasoline to the engine. And now the coolest part is we don't have to rely on our skill sets. The skill sets will just get us going. It, I, I think about you know a baby. Like the baby wants to get that toy across the room. First and foremost, it was like, I want that toy. Give me that toy. Okay, to do that, I'm going to crawl. I'm going to roll. I'm going to figure out how to walk. I'm going to do these things. It wasn't that we had to, they didn't have the skill set first. Let's be real. They, they couldn't walk first. It started here. They got up the, the, the idea. They got the energy to do it. And we figured out how to walk. The skill set is last. This is the coolest thing. I, I tout myself as a regular dude. I'm the most normal, regular, average person. And I say that tongue in cheek, a little cheeky, because we're all the same. I have my own story. You, Heather, you have your own story. Everybody listening to this has their own story. It's unique and it uniquely qualifies us to do the thing we're meant to do anyway. We don't have to rely on our skills anymore. Yes, we want our skills to improve. Um, yes, that's important, but now it's last. If we don't have this thing first, the heart, the heart piece, the heart piece is going to fail at some point and the skills, you know, that we endlessly strive to, to, you know, sharpen, it doesn't matter anymore. So we start with the mind, it fuels the heart and the skills propels through. I love that. And I think what's important on that note is so many people are focused on the external and I need to get more skills. I need to get my doctorate. I need, I need to get the certification or the, the automation, the email, all the outside things. But if mm. you would just realize, and I love this um, line by Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable. So I think not having the quote skill set holds a lot of people back because they don't think they're capable. But if they got it right up here in the mind and created that emotional connection, they will figure out the how, which is the skill set. Or the players they need, the resources, whatever. It, for me, especially when I lock it in up here and, and I create that emotion, the drive, the, the I can do it attitude, the resources always line up. Always. Mm -hmm. This is so beautiful. This is why I love, like before, when we were just chatting before recording this, I knew we were going to get into some cool things. So this is, this is my belief. Again, you know, take it for what it is. Um, the, like the words that we learn, frequency, alignment, abundance, even all these, all these words to me, those are, if we take it back to school, those are like the learning points. They aren't a thing for us to master. They are, but follow me here. Those are words that we learned so that we can understand how to apply them to what it is. What we just talked about, that creates the frequency, creates the alignment. Not that we have alignment, not that we manufactured the frequency, but when I'm here and I'm here and the skills done, alignment happens. I find the people, they find me. It's apparent now. 
when somebody hits me up randomly, quote unquote, right? Like, Michael, gosh, like, here's my skill sets. Um, do you know anybody that needs somebody that can do these things? And I'm like, of course I do. That's me, right? Like, this is why we're here. I'm very clear on that. And now you're here. This is where alignment happens. Not that we've manufactured it. This is where the frequency came first to create that thing to happen. And the interesting thing about that, I think, is um, is that we we start we start looking at those buzzwords as a skill to learn, um, and in reality, those are just the terms that we call the thing that we just outlined. Those are the terms that we apply when it happens. Um, you know, there are things that we can obviously do to kind of move those things forward, but man, like so many of us are stuck on mindset and growth and seminars and courses and consuming, consuming, consuming to the point where they're never going to take action. And if we just took a step back, uh, cognition into metacognition, your thoughts and start thinking about your thoughts for a second, thinking about what's happening for real, all we recognize is the fact that we went to somebody else's seminar. We just consumed what they created. What if we were the creator, right? What if we wanted our business to work, but we're not creating anything to be consumed? Oh my gosh. So how do I get into creation mode? That's now we start getting to just in time learning. This is when we start getting into, huh, if I want to create something, what would really serve my people? Uh, the question is, well, who are you? Like, what is your thing? This is how we break down our brands. Actually, we answer these questions very specifically. Well, what built you? What's your story? Who are you? You know, or for some of the new people, what, what would you like to be known for? We, we kind of just get into that stuff because that's super important. If you didn't know who I was, you wouldn't be listening to what I have to say. There's no context to the content I'd be sharing with you. And it'd be a waste of our time. And I'm kind of selfish. I'm kind of stubborn that way. Number two, well, gosh, what could I build for my people? Well, who are your people? That is the second question. Who are your people? Not the demographic of who they are, the psychographic, the psychology behind who they are. What do they dream about? What do they fantasize about? What keeps them up late at night, anxious and overwhelmed? What wakes them up out of bed with excitement? What do they want to create for real in their life or their business? Get really clear on that because now you can speak to real people. And then there's a whole slew of questions after that. But this is why all of this is relevant, especially for entrepreneurs, especially for impact makers, especially for people that have a message and want to get it out to the world. Um, we don't have to get stuck in the learning anymore. We don't have to get stuck in, in, in the consuming. It's just a matter of like, understanding how to ask the questions and, and create more. That's the only thing that's different between any of us and anyone else that we you know, put on a pedestal. Something that came to mind that I want to ask you is what do you believe is your superpower or that you are doing differently that keeps you in alignment and keeps you on path and keeps you driving? Um, I'm, I think literally I'm insane. Is that a, a, I don't know if that's technical or what, like I'm just crazy. There's that. There's a little bit of crazy stuff. Um, but really, you know, what's funny about that. Like, that's a great question. The first thing that comes to mind, uh, I went to, I went to school, went to college, um, to, to become a math teacher. Okay. That seems weird now, but here's the funny part. The superpower I learned by going to school. Um, I didn't finish college, uh, for a number of reasons. I'm very thankful for that personally. But this is what I learned and the aha that happened. I was like, oh, my gosh, the reason why I wanted to teach math is because I saw externally that I could learn this concept, differential equations, uh, advanced calculus, whatever it was. I could learn it very quickly and I could 
break it down into simple terms and help my people, help my classmates, help my peers um, to learn it and apply it. And I didn't get it at first. I just, I just saw it for what it was. I was in the cognition of it. I was in the base level of this thing. I was in it to see, oh my gosh, I should teach math. This is what I should be doing. But in reality, it was taking the complex, breaking it down to the simple and helping other people understand it. That's really what it is. And I applied that in business specifically. You know, I'm not a mindset coach. I'm not a life coach. I'm not a health coach. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not really much of a coach at all, um, but I help people uh, you know, with strategy and building out their businesses specifically online. Cause I understand it. I really get it. And I can break that down. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So then I, question for you is what is a key takeaway that you want listeners to get from our conversation? Um, Ooh, this is going to be funny. Don't listen to anything that I just said. That would be the first one. Go and do like, that's the thing. Like if, if you learned nothing, like it has nothing to do with me. We, we understand that. If you took nothing away from just this episode, stop what you're doing and go do the thing that you know that you can do, the, the thing that you've been called to do, that fiery pit inside your stomach. Go take some measure of action. Um, you know, start that Facebook group or, you know, just take that one little baby action towards your thing. You're going to learn way more than in doing any of those steps than you could ever learn anywhere else on the planet. That's the secret. The people that are doing the thing, eventually they got the, enough confidence. And sometimes it's, it, it is actually motivated by the things they don't want. They don't, they don't like how things are done currently. They don't, it didn't work for them and, and they know that there's a better way. Well, do the better way. Take any number of steps, any step at all, I dare you. You will learn way more than anybody on this planet could ever teach you. Um, and that is the difference. Take action, do the thing. Um, and if you need help with that, Gosh, you've got amazing professionals. You've got Heather here in your corner. Ask, ask Heather questions. You've got people now in the doing where you've hit a wall. Now you know what the wall looks like. You know who to reach out to for help. You know the resource that you'll need. But go do something. That's the one takeaway. Go do something. Yeah. Uh, well said. And I think the, the biggest thing there is to there's enough resources out there. And it's okay to ask for help. Because I think for a while I stood in a space of, Miss Independent, I'll figure this all out. But actually, if you can get help from somebody just a couple steps in front of you, how much time and headache it'll save you. So be resourceful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Like, there's there's the resources and the problem. It's the resourcefulness. We've heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, but we we can't. And here's the applicable part. This is why I like breaking this stuff down because I could just say say that and we move on. But the reality is most people, they don't feel if they're, if they're stuck or they haven't or they can't or they whatever the story is that's preventing them. It's only a, a lack of the mindset propelling their heart because their heart will like that thing. There's no stopping that. There is no stopping that. You know, we, and we see the evidence of it in our life. Uh, you know, I've done and said some things because my emotions were rampant. Some of them I regret. You know, we, we might have some of those. That's how powerful our heart is. Okay, that's how powerful the emotion piece is. And if we can lock this thing, if we can take care of, like you'd said, if we can take care of the input, the output of that heart mm -hmm. piece is powerful. And now resourcefulness and I don't have enough money or I didn't do, I can't because I didn't and I don't have. And I, all of that now is an excuse and we see it for what it is. That's the power. That's the beauty of this. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is why I love, to, I love showing up just myself. Like, you see, I'm not wearing a suit. 
you know, my hair, I could, I could have done something different with. Right. But like, this is me. Right. And, and this is just how we do it. I love people just seeing the real stuff so they know how this actually is. You know, it's, it's never going to be the one, the one thing that fixes everything. It's never going to be that one tactic. It's, it's, it's way more than that. And the beautiful part is when you, when you get, you know, in that space um, of doing all of it makes much more sense. It really does. It all comes together for us. And the resources are always there. Yes. Okay. So what I'd like to do to wrap up the interview is I have a few rapid fire questions for you. Let's do this. Okay. The first one, what is a quote or motto that you live by? When you're authentic to yourself, you attract what's meant for you. Ooh, that's good. Cause we actually, we touched on authenticity before starting, but I a hundred percent agree because I think especially in social media, I, I prefer to talk about the pros of it, but the cons of it are people are trying to mimic somebody else. And I love the quote, be a first rate version of you, not a second rate version of somebody else. Preach. I'm going to get that tattooed somewhere on my body. That's amazing. Maybe your forehead. Um, forehead. Yeah, no, it's, I've got plenty of forehead. Um, you know, that's so true. I love that. Um, but authenticity, just being yourself and, that is the secret. Everybody wants to know what, Michael, what's the secret? It's just, I had enough confidence to just be myself. I, I could rip off these masks. Yeah. You, if you met me five years ago, you'd, you'd be like, this guy has everything fi- like figured out. I was like literally a month out of sleeping out, out of, in my car, right? I didn't have everything figured out. I was in the journey of it, but I was just tired of watching the inauthenticity and living the inauthenticity where I was just like, you know what, would it be crazy if I just did this thing the way I think it should be done? Is that crazy? And it, it kaboom from there. So, yes. Second question. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? You want rapid. I'm just going to say rapid. One that I've been reading for the last uh, nine months is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm. You, you mean you keep rereading it? Yeah. Um, I, again, I don't, I don't tend to consume. Um, I don't find a lot of value right now in my current cycle uh, to consume anything that's not getting me to where I need to be. So that one's been just really powerful. Um, but I, I will usually have like three books in rotation. And I, I read them 10, 12 times a, a year. It's funny you say that I- because I, I used to run through the gamut, like book, 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 book. And I literally, I just finished, I don't know, for like it doesn't matter how many times a lot I keep, well, I have it on audible and I have it in, um, paper. So, so I highlight it. And every time I read the book, I, I keep getting new things. And the book is simple. It's less than a hundred pages. Wallace D Waddles, the science of getting rich. Yeah. Because it just, and, and that's what I realized. I think what you're saying is hammer in what you're learning and then implement it because that, you know, stop. I don't know. I I'm, I'm getting a lot of, what am I trying to say? Um, benefit from doing that. Yeah. Go deep, not wide. Easy oh. enough, right? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Boom. My mind went somewhere else. Okay. And <laughs> final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Uh, stop being such a liar. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have heard that from anyone else. I would have said bullshit. Um, but if it were literally like, if I'm looking at the older version of myself, I'd be like, damn, well, you know, uh, I, I was just such a, like, it was, it was little white lies, you know, it was just like, 
about life or business or how things were going. It was like things were, even when things were good, it was just like, I didn't want friction in life. I had too much friction growing up and I didn't want that now. And the only mechanism I had was little white lies. And, you know, quite frankly, those little white lies turned into much larger lies and turned into identity, which is hard to shake. And when it shakes off, well, sometimes you find yourself going through a divorce. Sometimes you find yourself slipping into a depression. Sometimes you see the external stuff start to crumble. Um, So, yeah, I I would straight up like smack myself in the face and say, stop the damn lying. All right. I think that's fair. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation today. Oh, man, my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this like for forever. So I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content. And my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.